Hello, long lost friends, and welcome to another episode of Drop the Light. I know it's been way too long, but we're not gonna dwell on it because why? We are still here. We have just had a busy summer. Nicole, for example, has been a community play of 12 Incompetent Jurors. She just finished up this motions class and she did very well in it. And I've been sitting here. So, you know, we've both been up to stuff. <laughs> we've, we've both been up to stuff. Wow, you just gave away my entire summer, which uh, would have been the next few minutes of this podcast. But I think today we're just going to do a little bit of a summer wrap-up episode. Um, now we're kind of settling into the fall, which is really exciting. But um, we've had really good summers, so we can just kind of chill out, talk about what we did. Then we'll get back into the, into the swing of things. I actually got a message from my friend Jason uh, the other day, and he was like, where's drop the light and i was like you know what people people are missing the show we got to give the people what they want and what they want is the show or at least jason so (laughs) you know jason's not alone my friend dave uh shout out to uh, dave russo uh, who claims to be our biggest fan but he has a lot of competition (laughs) uh he's always said like hey man when's the next episode uh my buddy carl just the other day i was talking to him i mentioned the podcast and he's like oh you still doing that and i was like Yes, I'm still doing that. We've just been, ha- we've had a busy summer, We've been Carl. on a sabbatical, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Carl? Yeah, okay, Carl. Uh, fun fact, until literally, I think Colleen and Scott have heard this story before, but up until recently, I literally thought, like through college, that a sabbatical was when you take a tropical vacation on a boat and think about your life. No lie. I think maybe I got this idea from Boy Meets World. I feel like Mr. Feeney might have done this in an episode, but I had a professor in college who went on sabbatical and she got back and I was like, oh, how was your cruise? <laughs> and she looked at me like I was the dumbest person and I don't blame her. Well, I mean, in your defense, my introduction to the word sabbatical was one of my professors, Zach Lee, was uh, who actually I never had for class, but you know, he knew I was a film kid, so he didn't nod to me around Fitchburg State. But um he went on a sabbatical and to make a short film. And like then I asked, I think maybe an upperclassman, I was like, what exactly is a sabbatical? It's like, oh, that's when you get paid to like just take some time off and like really explore and do some research or study in your field. Okay, so, that to me sounds like cruise. Yeah, okay. And you know what? A cruise could be... Like, if I were going to have a sabbatical, there's a good chance I would go on a cruise. Yeah, so honestly, I'm why. not convinced that I'm wrong. Also, this professor did have a baby son named Noam. Noam? Yeah, after Noam Chomsky. Okay, well, good, good for little <laughs> Imagine Noam. having a baby and looking at him and being like, Noam, that's it. His name is Noam. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to know if like him and his wife just universally agreed oh, it was, on it that. Oh, it was a woman. It was, oh, it was a woman? Yes. Oh, excuse me. I'd like to know if, if her and her husband just universally like agreed on that or if it was just like, uh, why do you want to name our kid Noam? Yeah, maybe she was in so much pain during labor that he was like, fine, whatever you want. Name the kid Noam. So Scott, tell us about your summer. What did you do? Was it good? Was it bad? My summer was pretty good. Yeah. Um, can't really complain. Uh, oh, actually, the one thing I did start doing is I started taking improv at the Improv Asylum. Right. I will say, though, we've been gone so long that in the t- between this podcast and our previous podcast, I've graduated not only level one, but level two podcast, uh, level two improv as of last night. And now I'm moving on to level three. So, uh, so yeah. if Scott's not funnier on this podcast, you can cancel him. I guess so. So, how, so what are you learning in improv? 
Um, pretty, well, basically what we learned during our last few sessions was kind of like tagging in and entrances and exits, mostly like tagging, which is um, for any of you who haven't seen an improv show, or those of you who have, when someone comes out and tags someone, that person leaves the scene, and the person who just came in does a scene with the other person in that scene's character. It can be like a different setting, or usually it is a different setting, but that's basically what a tag out is. And entrance is usually like if a third person just comes in and contributes something else to the scene. Then there's also sweeping, which is when either a scene has you know, reached its peak, or if it's just failing miserably, usually it's the latter. Someone will just run across the stage, all the people will come out, and new actors will come on in to start a new scene. Okay. Yeah. And that's basically what we learned at the end of level two. Um, from what I've heard, I think level three is going to be more, like, character-driven, like, driven, like, what we do as, the ca- like, the characters on stage. Um so yeah, um, in level three though, I'm gonna get the option to audition for house teams, which I may do. Um, maybe I'll get on. Maybe I won't. We'll see. But um, yeah, that's but pretty you're much enjoying it. I am enjoying it. Yeah. Excellent. You've clearly had the more interesting summer. So why don't you uh, take us through some of your summer? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, Scott kind of listed a few of the things I did this summer. Uh, the first to kick off the summer being yes, a Hanover's first adult community theater production, which I would say was probably one of the big highlights of my summer. It was so much fun. Um, A guy that I went to high school with and who I acted with in the drama club in high school actually started teaching theater at Hanover High School. And um, he told me that they were putting on their first adult community theater production called 12 Incompetent Jurors, which is a comedic satire on 12 angry men. And um, I saw the flyer for it and I was texting him about it and I was like, oh, wouldn't that be fun to do? Ha ha. And then I thought about it for like three seconds and I was like, well, I could do it. <laughs> um, I, I did a lot of theater in, in high school and middle school and, and all that, but I really have not been involved in any theater since. Um, I went to Emerson College, so people were like, oh, well, you didn't like do any theater in college? No, because the majors there are really so separated that the theater kids do the theater and the film kids do the film and there's really no crossover. So I didn't really have any opportunity to do any theater in college. So this was the first time since high school and it was an absolute blast. It was so hysterical. I got to play juror number 11, who's like a hotshot PR person who like thinks she's really cool, but is actually really dumb. I got to wear a pink pantsuit and just, you know, hop around on stage and be really extra. Did you just hear what you said? Yeah, I did. Kind of. And I'm not sure I appreciate your tone, big guy. I'm allowed to have an opinion same as you, smarty. Fine. Hey, hey, you're not better than me. I made 300K in PR last year, and I can barely read. So who's gonna tell me now? Uh, hey, hey. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. My family came to see it. Scott came to see it. It was such a good experience. I do have it on DVD, which is good, so I can enjoy it for all of posterity. And hopefully we'll have maybe a viewing party this fall uh, for all the cast, and hopefully there'll be more Hanover Community um, theater productions. So I, I think this should be. Yeah. I'll, I would be ashamed if there isn't. Mm-hmm. It was a good turnout, so I'm hoping that we'll, we'll get that off the ground. But yeah, I did... I did that. Um, gosh, I went down to North Carolina for the first time and tried okra. 
Scott and I, um, we worked Hanover Day, which was a really interesting experience. We were at a carnival for like 16 hours, which is like a weird nightmare. Yeah. And it was also like hailing one minute and then sunny the next and then like thundering. It was kind of terrifying. But um, I took some really cool pictures at Hanover Day, actually, on my film camera that I put on my, my film Instagram. I know some of you follow along with my little, my little film adventure, so those were kind of fun. It was a little dream of mine to take wacky pictures at a carnival, and Hanover Day fulfilled that dream. So that was a summer goal. Oh, another thing I did this summer, I got to be in two film festivals, which was really fun. One in Marblehead. Um, and one in Arlington, Mass., the Massachusetts Independent Film Festival, which was really cool. I made a project with my friend Damon over the winter, and we submitted to a couple festivals, and they got screened. So that was kind of a cool summer activity that we got to participate in. So, okay, here's a question for you. What is one thing you learned this summer? Um, what is one thing I learned this summer? See, my summer is really such, like, not really a blur, but like so much happened in it in such like a short amount of time that I can't exactly remember what was during the summer and what wasn't. Um, you know, I guess one thing I learned was if, you, uh, if you've been thinking about doing something for a while, get out there and do it. And that's what I did with improv. I've been thinking about doing it for years now. I never got around to it this summer. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do that. So... Follow your ambitions or just your ideas of what you want to do, and it can work out for you. There you have it. Believe in your dreams. What was the best thing you ate this summer? I will say I am going to Texas this um, this weekend, so as far as the best things I've eaten recently will probably change soon. But um, I don't know if this sounds a little bit biased, but um, I recently kind of perfected my... Um, hamburger seasoning recipe and I've been making a lot of burgers this summer and um, I feel like there's something better that I've had but I might go with that for now because it's something I was proud of everyone who's eaten them has enjoyed it and yeah something I made myself too so sounds delish what about you was it something in North Carolina or um I would say the best thing I ate this summer is the best thing that I eat every summer, which is at the Cream and Cone in Dennis, where I get some fried clams and chowder and a whole bunch of french fries. I do it for the clams. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, do it I'd for the clams. It. So, as fall is upon us, what are some things you're looking forward to um, this fall? So with me, a real, a, um, a real one is just kind of hoodie flannel weather which I love uh fall is probably my favorite season a lot of it is because of the weather is because there's a nice cool breeze in the air but it's not that cold um one of my favorite holidays is Halloween not because it's my brother's birthday so Steve get off your high horse um Steve is my brother so and every Halloween I usually like to you know watch some Halloween themed movies eat some candy and I like to watch the trees fall, the uh, leaves fall off the trees, the colors changing. Fall is just overall a nice time for me, and I really like, like, I'm not even really big, I don't drink coffee, and I'm not even big on the whole pumpkin thing, but I even just love to see everyone walking around drinking their pumpkin spice coffee, because I know it makes everyone so happy. I love seeing everyone drinking their apple cider, apple picking. It's just a great time. Yeah, just the whole vibes. Yeah, I just, the vibes overall is yeah. really what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to about fall? 
Um, I'm definitely looking forward to what I think is the best event of the year, uh, Jack Lantern Spectacular at the Roger Williams Park Zoo. I think I've been for the last, like, four years, actually, um, which is kind of cool. It's at the Roger Williams Park Zoo, and it's on the trail, and it's 5,000, count them, 5,000 professionally carved jack-o'-lanterns, all for your viewing pleasure. And every year, the best part is that every year it's a different theme. Like the first year I went, it was alphabetical. So like, see you as Christmas and all the pumpkins were Christmas themed and there was like fake snow falling and Christmas music and then you keep walking and D is dinosaur. So there's all these like dinosaur sound effects and dinosaur pumpkins and you go all the way from A to Z. And they also sell hot chocolate and popcorn and all kinds of fun stuff. It's, it's so much fun. I, I usually find some friends to, and I force them to go with me every year, so. It's a really good time. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's every weekend in October and the first weekend in November if you're interested. Tickets are pretty cheap. I'll do my best to. So to wrap up, you know, we always do a question game. And Scott came up with the question this time. So hit him with it. What's the question? So my question is, some of you may be familiar with uh, Lay's potato chips. I'm sure we all are. And that a few years ago, people were submitting ideas for new flavors. My question today if you could submit a flavor or have a new flavor of Lay's potato chips, what would it be? Okay, well, I don't like, I, I have a sweet tooth. Like, I love things that are sweet. I love candy, dessert, all that, all that kind of stuff. I live for it. But I don't like things that are supposed to be savory as sweet. Like, I don't want kettle corn. I don't want sweet potato, get that away from me. Why would I want something that's savory to be sweet? That just confuses me. I understand that, because I'm not really big on calicorn either. Yeah, so with that said, my flavor I think would be spice cabinet. Spice cabinet. Spice cabinet. I think mm. it's a catchy name. That's very and catchy. when you're eating it, you're like, which spice is it? Is it Old Bay? Is it chili powder? Is it oregano? Ooh, you know what? Oregano might not be a bad choice. We put oregano on our homemade pizza, and it smells amazing. But I'm just saying, spice cabinet. That's a very good good choice, I think. Thank you. I never would have thought of it either. What's your choice? My choice would be brown sugar chicken teriyaki. Okay. That may seem a bit weird. Let me explain that a bit. Um, I cook a little bit in my spare time, and I know this chicken teriyaki recipe, which is extremely simple. It's literally just the chicken, brown sugar, and soy sauce. So a lot of people don't know that brown sugar is a key ingredient in a lot of teriyaki. But I thought to make it a little more unique, just have not much, because I don't really like a lot of sweet and savory stuff mixed together either, but just a little hint of that brown sugar remaining on an overall teriyaki or chicken teriyaki-esque flavor. Okay. Your flavor is probably a lot better, but that's what I no, thought. No, I think your flavor definitely sounds like something they would pick. Yeah, I think it would be good for, like, at least initial sales where people would be like, oh, hey, let me get that, see how it tastes. And it's like, well, I'm never going to buy another bag of this again. Yeah. But hey, the initial sales. Ladies, if you're listening, we want royalties. Yes. And, you know, I think all those wacky Oreo cookie flavors get a lot of hate. People are like, I don't want all these weird flavors. I just want my original Oreos. 
you know what? Life is short. Eat wacky cookies. Exactly. I want to try them all. Why are people such haters? Exactly. And another thing, it doesn't affect where your Oreos are going. It's not like, oh, we're going to do away with the cream Oreos and replace them with all these other. No, your Oreos are still there. And another thing, I'm just saying this. My brother taught me this. He worked in a grocery store for six years. If you buy regular Oreos and not double stuff, you're a fool because they are the exact same price and you get more for your buck. Yeah, it's really just, it's un-American to buy regular stuffed Oreos. Why do they even sell those? Nobody wants them. I feel like they're just there to just remind us how great double stuff really is. Now, mega stuff, I think, is too much for the American populace to handle. I've, it's a little overwhelming. I'll be honest, I've never bought a um, package of mega stuff. I almost did once. I was in my grocery store and I just looked at, my hand reached out and I was like, we nah. don't need the mega stuff because yeah. the double stuff Oreo cookie is perfect. Exactly. And I'm going to say something controversial. I like golden Oreos better than I like regular Oreos. You know what? I understand why that would be controversial. I like them probably equally, I'd say, but there are a lot of times where I will go for golden Oreos instead. I like vanilla better than chocolate, but you know what? This See, is America. That's why there are all these flavors, so we can choose. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Drop the Light, everybody. And we'll be back soon, sooner than the last time, I promise. At least we're hoping. God willing. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.